तपो क्षीण पापान शातारागिण तस्वानंद 
that love really is not for that thing. Ultimately it is a love for Brahman or love for the self. <coughs> and that idea is conveyed in verse 58 here. Tadyukta makhilam vastu Vyavaharasvati priyaha Tasmat sarvagatam brahma Shire sarpirivakile So here it is Vyavaharasvati priyaha The alternate reading is and more common reading is Vyavaharasvati So the reading is somewhat different Vyavaharasvati Tad Anvitaha Vyavaharaha Tad Anvitaha <coughs> Now says Tad Yuktam Akhilam Vastu Akhilam Vastu Akhilam Dehadi Vastu Vastu means anything, any object that is in the creation beginning from this body all the sentient, insentient, whatever there is in this creation Tad Yuktam Tad Yuktam Tena Sanyuktam Tena Yuktam So Everything and anything that there is, is endowed with Brahman. Meaning Brahman is associated with everything in this creation. Tadyuktam, Tenayuktam, Tenasanyuktam, associated with that or endowed with that. Whatever there is in this creation is all endowed with Brahman. Including this body and including anything and everything that there is, is all endowed with Brahman. <coughs> First, Vyavaharahat. Tadanvitaha, if we take that reading, you know the Vyavahara also is Tadanvitaha, Tadanvitaha, meaning that Brahman is that which obtains in every Vyavahara also. Any transaction that takes place anywhere, Brahman is involved in that. So Brahman is in and through every transaction. I am able to speak because Brahman's grace is there, or Brahman is that which presides. So on account of presence, of, you know, presence of Brahman on account of the grace of Brahman a silent grace that ever flows that alone permits us to perform every activity so in every activity also we see presence of Brahman in every existence we see the presence of Brahman when we say that whatever there is in the creation is endowed with Brahman meaning that Brahman is present everywhere wherever something is, Brahman is in other words, first Brahman is both the material as well as the efficient cause. And this you can see very well. As we always like to say that one way of looking at it, everything is intelligent. So the whole creation, including an atom, even a subatomic particle, functions in an intelligent manner. This body also functions in an intelligent manner. So we find everything functioning, the house is standing here in an intelligent manner, meaning in accordance with certain laws. And suppose something falls down, that also is in an intelligent manner. There is no chaos anywhere. Although it may look as though the thing just cracked down, but then a scientist can look, see that yes, here also different laws are involved. A certain organism may perish, but in perishing also there is a rhythm there. It doesn't perish just like that. We may feel that a person died of heart attack and all of a sudden is dropped off. But nothing drops off all of a sudden. There is always a build-up. They say that heart attack also, it always builds up. Except people don't, don't take, make note of it, or they don't tell you about it, or they don't understand what it is. But nothing ever happens all of a sudden. Meaning that in creation, 
sustenance and destruction everywhere there is intelligence everything functions intelligently meaning according to certain laws therefore we say that intelligence is everywhere thus everything is endowed with intelligence you can see how a plant also grows intelligently how a little worm or a creature also moves intelligently how the leaves come on the tree intelligently and everywhere everything shows intelligence and that's how we can say everything is endowed with intelligence that is brahman or you can see everything is endowed with beauty however you want to look at it everything is endowed with beauty there is beauty even in these trees which are li- without leaves and totally dried in a dry twig also which you lying there there is a beauty in a pebble which is lying on the roadside or on the bank of a river there is a beauty it's just a matter of seeing it so beauty is something that of course if our mind is pure we shall see beauty everywhere as very often swami likes to say this modern artist you know so what have they done is they completely change the concept of beauty and so a person takes a crumpled piece of paper which is lying on the roadside there which we kick when we go away he takes that crumpled piece of paper where we don't see any beauty any harmony anything at all he takes that and he frames it in a very beautiful background and places it in appropriate place in the room and you enter the room and all of a sudden you see hey how beautiful that crumpled piece of paper is beautiful because it is presented in a certain background and then you can see some beauty is involved there also it requires you know a certain perception or it requires a certain frame of mind to appreciate beauty everywhere so we can say everything is endowed with beauty everything is endowed with intelligence everything of course is endowed with existence everything exists everything endowed with existence everything shines that's simple things but then even other things are as i said if you are fond of beauty well you will find it everywhere if you are fond of intelligence you will find this everywhere and thus we find brahman tadyuktam akhilam vastu as lord krishna says that this apara prakriti and para prakriti lord krishna says that all the inert matter is my apara prakriti my lower nature and the consciousness that functions through all the inert matter is my para prakriti my higher nature and whatever there is in this creation understand that to be to be born of these two prakritis or endowed with these two prakritis thus you find the whole creation as a play of purusha and prakriti spirit and matter yin and yang or sun and moon or prana and rahi purusha and prakriti everything yavat sanjayade kinchit sattvam sthavara jangamam kshetra kshetra nisanyogad tadviddhi bharatashava he bharatashava wherever anything is born understand it is a sanyoga or an association or an interplay of kshetra and kshetrajnan of conscious and inert thus everywhere tadyuktam akhilam vastu so upanishad says sarvam khalu idam brahma indeed all idam sarvam all this is indeed brahman tat jalan vishanto upasita so tat jalan there in chandogya upanishad the teacher gives a sutra an aphorism tat jalan in order for you to meditate you perhaps cannot remember a big mantra etc so give small sutras aphorisms little formulas like capsules tat jalan so what is this tat jalan 
only if I have the desire to see that, only if I am devoted to that, if I am committed to seeing that oneness, will it be possible to overcome the ragadveshas? Not otherwise. So merely performance of action will increase ragadveshas if you don't know how to perform action. I can make you crazy. That action can only become yoga when you are when you are committed to perform that action as worship and worship to that one who is there in and through all this diversity and multiplicity is God. And thus, seeing the samatvam yoga uchyate, that samatvam means sameness, sameness of the mind, and sameness of the mind is possible when there is sameness of vision, when I am committed to seeing that which is same. How Bhagavad Gita all the time talks about samatvam. Vidyavinaya sampanne brahmane gavihastini sunichaiva svapakeja panditaha samadarshinaha. So pandita, the wise men are those who see the one, whether it is Chandala or it is Rushi, Brahman or whoever he is, the one who appreciates or sees that which is Samam. Or Suhun Mitra Yudasi Namadhyasta Dvesha Bandhushu Sadhushvabhya Papeshu Samabuddhir Vishishyade. One is Samabuddhi in Suhrut, who is my well-wisher, Mitra, my friend, Udasi, indifferent to me, Ari, my enemy, and Udasina, uh, Suhrun Mitra Yudasina Madhyastha, one who is equally, you know, I mean, uh, who, who is um, who is equal concerned for both the parties, one who is a sinner, one who is a saint, in all of them. So, this is where we have to strive to do this. It won't happen right away. If we expect that our intellect one day will have by some miracle start seeing the equal or same, it won't happen. So, we have to alertly direct our mind to appreciate, to the appreciation of the summum where there is Vishamata. Vishamata or diversity or disparity is what we encounter. Gunaha, Guneshu Vartante, this packet of Guna, this Sattvara Jastamas, and other packet of Guna, the Sattvara Jastamas are never going to be one. And if you permit them to respond to each other, it's only going to be a response to the level of the Gunas. And if I also sweep, get swept in the current of these Gunas, where well, I also respond to the situation from the level of this Upadi. So you stand back, stand back, stand back, sit back. Withdraw. Not withdraw in terms of turning our back away or not withdraw in terms of not doing something. Withdraw in terms of... So, it's this people are misunderstand withdrawal as running away and isolating yourself in a room. Well, find that withdrawal. But real withdrawal is while you are doing things that you withdraw. While you are doing things that do not just get swept in the current of a mind or current of that, that impact that diversity and distraction has on you. On the other hand, you live up to or try to assert your commitment for the non-diverse or the, the uniform that is there in and through diversity. It is going to require a tremendous amount. That's what they call tapas. For thousands of years the rushis are performing tapas. Well, this is also tapas. That even though the mind presents the diversity all the time, even though attention of the mind goes only on where the differences are, again and again you bring back your mind to that which is one. Abhyasena the counter, vairagya nichigrhyade. Vairagya or dispassion for the diversity, for the differences. And love for the one, the uniform, the, the, where the agreement is. And abhyasa. Again and again bringing our mind back to this, then we'll appreciate tadyuktam akhilam vastu. How whatever there is, is endowed with Brahman alone. Whatever it is, is Brahman. Brahman alone is present is as existence. Brahman alone is present as as cognizability as or 
as, as that which is known or shining. That alone is something that is dear to me or which is attractive. Let us put it this way. Everything has the power to attract and that is Brahman alone. Because what provides attractiveness to anything is Brahman. What attractiveness this body has? This body is nothing but a packet of filth actually, you know. What attractiveness it can have? It is only the grace that Brahman is which makes the body attractive. And everything that way is all inert. And still there it has the capacity to attract me. That shows there is Brahman there, you know. So Brahman is that which makes the thing attractive. And this way, it's be- whatever you want to see. You want like beauty, you'll find it everywhere. You want harmony, find it everywhere. Intelligence, find it everywhere. Presence, find it everywhere. And that's everywhere. So, Nitya, Shuddha, Buddha, Mukta, Swahavam, Brahma. Purity also everywhere. In the filth also. Depends on how you are looking at it. You'll find the same purity, same sanctity, same beauty everywhere. Provided we are willing to give up the prejudices in our mind. The moment I look at something, there is a disgust. If it doesn't meet with my criterion and look at something else and immediately I fall for it because it meets with my criterion. Both of these attachments and aversions, both of these are due to prejudices or my preconceived notions and when I am willing to grow out of them, that I appreciate the thing that really is there and that is Brahman. So, Tadyuktam Akhilam Vastu. So, this, as you said, even you can look upon it as a play of the Paraprakriti and a Paraprakriti. Everywhere Shastra only does this. What else Shastra has to tell us? Whole Bhagavad Gita only wants to tell us is this only. And so, when you want to accept everything is Prasad Buddha, also is Samatpam. Even though the situation is all diverse, I look upon that as grace of Lord, as favor of Lord, and thus that prasad also is seeing uniformity where in fact there is diversity. <coughs> so, tadyuktam akhilam vastu vyavaharah tadanvitaha. Even all the vyavaharah is possible, tadanvitaha. Anu plus e, anvitaha means it flows in, like the clay flows into the pot. So, it's anvaya. There is anvaya of the cause in the effect. Or anvaya flowing through. How the cotton flows through or is present in the in the cloth. How the clay is present in the pot. How the gold is present in the ornaments. And source of Brahman is present in all the vyavahara, in all activities, in all transactions. Any activity that takes place anywhere, Brahman has to be there. So that's why Lord says, Aham sarvasya prabhavaha. Mattas Sarvam Pravartate Aham Sarvasya Prabhavaha And the Prabhavaha, the source of everything. Mattaha Sarvam Pravartate From me alone, everything originates. And all the activities and all the dynamism, Pravartanam, mean all the activity also is from me. So I am the source of all the activity. I am the source of all existence. I am the source of all the activities because I am behind every activity. And the one who inspires directs, propels every activity. Although I am actionless, but the actionless I is behind in every activity. The actionless I is that which presides over all the activities, that blesses every activity. So, tayoho anya pippalam swadvati anasnan anyo abhichagasiddhi These two birds are there, both of them perching in the self-same tree, one bird, which is called jiva or the mind, is constantly fluttering from one branch to the other, trying to experience different fruits. 
so different experiences of life. The other bird, which is Ishwara or Chaitanya, Abhichakasiddhi, merely watches, merely blesses. And so, wherever activity is there, there also we can see Brahman. And that's how the Kenopanishad starts with the question, Keneshadam Padadipreshadam Manaham. So, revered sir, this mind, Ishidam Kena. So, desired by whom? Directed by whom? On account of whose presence this mind goes about its activities. Keneshitam Padadipreshadam Manaha Kena Pranaha Prasamam Prajyuktaha This Pranaha, this principal one, so prompted by whom, directed by whom, it goes about its activities. Keneshitam Vachamimam Vadandi These people speak these words. It is directed by whom? In whose presence? On account of whose grace are these people able to speak these words? Chakshushrotraha Chakshushrotram Kaudevo Yunakti who is that Deva, the effulgent one, who enjoins or who directs the Chakshuhu and Shrotram, the eyes and ears? So there was, this is the question, that we find the eyes, the ears, all of this functioning. I know that these are all inert. I find that the mind also is functioning. The mind also is inert. How can inert thing function like a sentient thing? I find that the mind is functioning as though it is a sentient entity. The sense organs are functioning as though they are sentient entities. The body is functioning as though it is a sentient entity. I know that body is also inert by nature. And sense organs and mind, even though subtler than body, also are inert by nature because they are also material. material. So what is it that makes them function like sentient things or conscious beings? And so, Shrotrasya Shrotram Manasaha Manaha Vachoha Vacham It is Brahman which is Shrotrasya Shrotram the ear of the ear, vacho havachaha, manasaha manaha, it is the mind of the mind. Meaning it is that on account of which the ear has the ability to illumine its objects. What is it that enables ear to perform the function of hearing? Manasaha manaha, what is it that enables the mind to perform the function of thinking? Vacho havag, what is it that enables the speech to utter the sounds or utter the words? Or what is it that enables these words to reveal their objects? When I utter the word part, immediately flashes in my mind an object that corresponds to the word part, and thus part has the ability to reveal that object called part. The word is inert. What enables that inert word? What gives it the ability to reveal that object? Isn't that a miracle? That a sound should be able to reveal, you know, as a chair, and immediately we know what it is. As a table, that word chair is just a sound and that inner sound gains the ability to reveal an object. What imparts the ability to a sound or a word to reveal an object? Vacho vacham sau pranasya pranaha What is it because of which this inert vayu, this inert air seems to sustain the life? Like it comes up and lies, there is a bellows here, somebody is functioning and somebody is operating this bellows like the lungs and the prana goes up and down. And what is it that enables this prana also to function? You don't need to go anywhere to, men- to contemplate. There's enough things right with ourselves in our own body, in our own personality, which will enable you to contemplate upon Brahman. <coughs> so, vyavaharha tu, vyavaharha tadanvitaha. The whole vyavahara, all the activities are in fact tadanvitaha. They reflect the presence of Brahman. So, wherever any activity is, no Brahman to be present as the very source of the activity, that presence in whom, presence because of which 
the activities take place. <coughs> so that which directs the activities gives content to every activity. Tasmat Sarvagaram Brahma Shires Sarpihiva Khile Tasmat So the illustration is given how is Brahman present everywhere? Akhiram Vastu Tadyuktam this whole vastu, the whole creation, all the things in the creation are endowed with Brahman. All the vyavahara, all the activities are also endowed with Brahman. In what manner? Kshire sarpihiva akhile. Akhile kshire sarpihiva. Shira means milk and sarpihi means butter. So how butter pervades the milk? You don't see it right away. But how butter pervades the milk? Because if butter were not there in the milk, you won't be able to get it finally. So no doubt we transform the, the milk into curd and curd into buttermilk and then churn that buttermilk and then the butter comes out. But ultimately where is that butter? That butter is present in every particle of milk. So akhilek shire. Even though it looks as though when you churn the buttermilk the butter comes from the bottom. It's not so. Butter is subtle and milk is gross and the subtle butter is present throughout this milk. Akhilek shire. Throughout milk, the butter is present. How it is? A very beautiful illustration. Even though the butter is present everywhere throughout the milk, but then you don't directly see it or you don't directly experience it. In order to see it or experience it, some churning is needed. So to churn it. And so also, Brahman is there throughout. Wherever any creation is, Brahman is there. Like butter is wherever milk is. In order to appreciate butter, you have to churn it, and so also in order to appreciate Brahman, you have to churn something. Churn what? Churn our mind. And so this is the churning rod of vichara. So for churning the butter, churning the buttermilk, you have a churning rod with which you churn, and so also here you have to churn with the help of this vichara, this inquiry, with the scriptures. So scriptures enable us to churn our mind, make it free from all kinds of prejudices, make it free from all kinds of preconceived notions, and then see as the, as the scriptures enable us to see. And therefore a lot of tapasarya or penance. So this is called tapasarya in the form of jnanam. So this jnana tapaha, you know, bahavo jnana tapasa puta madbhava magataha. He said in Bhagavad Gita, Vitarag bhaikrodaha, manmayaha, maupasvitaha, baho jnana tapasaha, baho jnana tapasa, uta madhava magataha. In the fourth chapter, Vitarag bhaikrodaha, who are those seekers who are seeking, seeking knowledge? Vitarag bhaikrodaha, those who are devoid of attachment, fear, and anger. These are the obstacles in vichara. Attachment, fear, and anger. They always come in the way of my contemplation or my concentration. So those who have basically made their mind free from raga, bhaya and krodha, attachment, fear and anger. Manmayaha. So those who are totally one with me. So not that they are pursuing some other end in their life. They are pursuing me alone, manmayaha, mamupasvitaha and all the two totally dependent upon me meaning who do not seek refuge of something else, those who take refuge of knowledge, those who are committed to knowledge, and those who have made their mind also free from all those obstacles which which become a problem in pursuit of knowledge. Bahavaha, 
jnana tapasa and by the penance in the form of knowledge putaha purified mad bhava magataha have attained my state or my being so lord talks of jnana tapasa the penance in the form of knowledge and that penance of course requires is nothing but constant exposure shravanam mananam nididhyasanam and for for us for being able to do that you require a certain frame of mind that enjoys shravanam that enjoys mananam that enjoys nididhyasanam and that would be possible only when the mind is free from raga bhaya and krodha <coughs> so that is what what we mean by churning the mind is constantly subjected to this vichara in the form of shravanam in the form of mananam in the form of nidhyasanam in the form of different values when i am functioning in the form of a value for cultivating samadhi shikka sampatti armanitvam adambhitvam and this all churning is going on so in order to become you know in order to cultivate the values samanitvam adambhitvam we have to be alert again and 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 and, and spot out or identify what is manitvam what is dambhitvam this is called pride this is the pretense this is hurting this is dishonesty whatever it is we keep on all the time observing the mind and keep on resolving them so this is a full time constant effort not opposed to work or not opposed to a situation while that is being done in fact every situation provides us an opportunity to take a look at our own mind because every situation brings out a different phase or different aspect of our mind and thus we become familiar with our own mind and keep on resolving so this churning so constantly this kind of churning is going on and that enables that subtle butter which is present all right but which is not evident it is made evident and so so brahman which is present throughout however it is to be churned has to be churned meaning my mind has to be churned for it to appreciate <coughs> and so akhire kshire just as throughout the milk how sarpi or the butter is present and so also sarvagatam brahman how that butter is all pervasive with reference to milk and so also brahman is all pervasive with reference to any vastu anything or any padartha any object that is or any activity that is object means wherever name and form is brahman is and any activity wherever any karma or any activity is there there also brahman is and this is how one should contemplate upon brahma or as this author has this the tikakara has given the reading here is vyavaharas vyavaharas pratipriya he wants to point out to another aspect of brahman which is parapremaspadam so brahman is the very object of the the total uh, parapremaspadam as panchadasi also said yam atma paranandah parapremaspadam yadah मानभुवम ही भूयासम इति प्रेमात्मनीक्षते दिस आत्मा इज ऑफ द नेचर ऑफ आनंद हैप्पीनेस व्हाई डू यू से बिकॉज आत्मा इज परप्रेमास्पदम इट इज द ऑब्जेक्ट ऑफ सुप्रीम लव और टोटल लव व्हाई डू यू से दैट बिकॉज एवरीवन सेज मानभुवम ही भूयासम मे नॉट हैपन दैट आई एम नॉट मे ऑलवेज बी मीनिंग एवरीवन हैज लव फॉर लाइफ एवरीवन हैज लव फॉर एग्जिस्टेंस everyone's love for atma that very love shows para prema prema atmani ikshate and thus we find everyone expressing the total love towards atma whenever one desires that may i remain may i survive may i continue to live that may i not die you know 
that self shows love for the self. <coughs> and so that aspect, according to this Tikakara, is brought out here. Vyavaharahatu Atitriyaham. So Tadyuktam Akhilam Vastu, whatever there is in this creation is Tadyuktam Brahma Yuktam Priyatamam. So all this Deha, etc., is dear to me. So it's another approach that there is in the Upanishad. Atma is Suputrat Preya, Vittat Preya. They say that Atma is dearer than the Putra, dearer than the Sun. Vittat Preya, dearer than wealth. Dehat Preya, dearer than body. So although there are degrees of, you know, what is dear to me, that definitely a Sun is dearer to me than wealth is. Well, not necessarily, but it used to be so olden, in the olden days. Today I think that sun can go his own way, wealth should remain with me. But in the olden days, people were willing to sacrifice their wealth and whatever it is for the sake of sun. So tremendous love, I don't know, in, in, in Indian culture, particularly in the Vedic culture, we find this love for the sun is, is just amazing. So, Atmavi Putranama Jayate, they say. That it is said that a man alone is born as sun. And so he looks upon sun only as his own reflection. And Aitareya Upanishad describes it elaborately how this man is born as his son. And Aitareya Upanishad talks of three kinds of births, etc. Anyway, but then this son is born as, this man himself is born as son. And son is very dear to him. So all right, wealth is dear, but dearer than wealth is son. Son is dear, but dearer than son is his body. When it comes to the safety and security of his body, I guess one would sacrifice the son. As experiment with that monkey, you know, you know, so they say anyway. That monkey holds, keeps a child on it, on her head, you know, this, the mother monkey. And then it is, it is kept in a pool of water. And slowly and slowly the water rises. And monkey has first of all the child in the hand, it puts it on her shoulder and puts it on her head. And then a time comes when the water is rising above the nose and that, that mother monkey is going to die now, going to drown immediately takes a child, puts it on the floor and stands on that, you know. So that is what they say, that's the story, I don't know, I don't know whether such a thing is there or not. But then shows how that one's own life ultimately is dearer than that of the child. Everything is dear to me on account of the fact that Atma or Brahman is. That, what is it that makes a thing dear to me? What is it that makes a thing attractive? Or makes me attracted to a thing? It is Brahman alone. <coughs> So, Achilam Dehadevastu Tadyuktam Ten Sanyuktameva Priyatamam. Priyatam means it is the dearest. Vyavahar, and then the way it is connected is Vyavaharaha Tadyuktam. Vyavaharaha Tadyuktaha. That's how it's called. Vyavaharopi Tadyukta means Tadyuktaheva Atyantam Priyaha. All the actions of the transactions are also very dear to me because those actions also reflect Brahman alone. If I like to do something, anything that makes me like the action or that I love an action, that love expressed towards an action also is because Brahman is there. So if the love is there which is expressed toward a thing or a being, it is only because Brahman is. If love is expressed towards an action or an activity, because Brahman is. It is possible, of course, that I don't love everything and don't love everybody or do not love every, every action. But somebody loves everybody, no? Everybody is an object of love for somebody. Not necessarily of me, but everything in this creation has an attraction. And so there is nothing in the creation which will not be loved by somebody. 
Even the garbage that I throw away in India, you, you, you peel the vegetables and stuff like that and then throw it out in the street, immediately cow comes and starts eating that. And so what may be rejected or discarded by me also is loved by someone. The idea is that there is nothing in the creation which doesn't have the ability to attract or which is not useful or which is not an object of love for someone or somebody. And so that, that attractiveness that everything has is on account of Brahman. Similarly, action also, that I may like certain actions, somebody may like my, some other activities, but ultimately every activity becomes a, is liked by somebody or the other, and so that attraction that an action has or activity has is also because Brahman is present there. Tasmat sarvagatam brahma atyanta priyam yatha akhire kshire ghritamayo vyapitvat atmayo priyatve siddha kshiram. Sarpi also means ghi actually, because butter if they, they, uh, Lord Krishna is known to be eating butter, but usually in India they eat ghee. So, shira ghritam. Ghritam can be butter also as well as ghee. So, vyapitva, just as butter pervades milk throughout, and so also Brahman, which is the abode of, abode of love, which is of the nature of love. That love, which is Brahman, is also present everywhere. And this also, this also another way of appreciating Brahman. Earlier we were told how Brahman is Ananda. Wherever happiness or joy is, well, you know that Brahman is present there. And what is it that cannot become an object of joy? It will. To somebody everything becomes an object of joy. To somebody at some time. And so also, to somebody at some time, everything and anything becomes an object of love also. And therefore, Brahman, which is of the nature of love, is present in everything and is present in all the activities and that shows that Brahman is, is present everywhere. If I am not able to see that love, it is not because love is not there, understand? If I fail to appreciate beauty, it is not that because beauty is not there. Or if I fail to appreciate, gain joy out of something, it is not because joy is not there. It is because I just have to tune up my own mind to be able to appreciate that beauty or the joy or the love. So it is a matter of purifying my own mind. That is the reason why wise men spontaneously would love everything. Wise man is spontaneously happy with everything. Wise man gains, sees beauty everywhere. Because it is a mind of, of course, which has prejudices or preconceived notions about what is beautiful and what is not beautiful. What is love and what is not love. We have our own structure of likes and dislikes. And we love our own likes and dislikes. And anything or person, when it follows or falls within, you know, within that framework of likes and dislikes, then that person or thing becomes an object of love. But if you give up those likes and dislikes, what happens is, on account of likes and dislikes, we stifle our love. We make it very constricted or restricted. And only in that narrow range of likes, framework of likes and dislikes, if something happens to come or fall, then alone it becomes an object of love. Suppose I don't have any like or dislike at all, then everything is potentially, the potential love that is everywhere is only stifled on account of likes and dislikes. And if these likes and dislikes are completely resolved, because they are mithya, they are totally jiva srishti, meaning totally projections of the mind do not have any reality at all. And when we grow out of them, then mind is open and free to appreciate the beauty which is everywhere, attractiveness which is everywhere, love which is everywhere. And it won't remain this mundane, gross attractiveness. It will really become attractiveness, which is what you may call divine in the sense that what is there is only divine, meaning God alone, but that alone becomes gross and mundane on account of our own mind. 
which has that grossness in it and which only can relate to the gross things in the creation. And when we, our mind is gotten rid of these impurities in form of likes and dislikes and passion and anger and so forth. And then, that's the reason why the Vedic culture always wants us to grow out of this passion and anger. We think that passion is a wonderful thing to have, but it's not because that only deprives us of the real content of a thing. And so, that, that's why it says, Tasmad Atyanta Priyam Brahma Sarvagatam. Brahman is Atyanta Priyam, which is uh, totally dear or an object of total love, is present everywhere. And it's for us to be able to appreciate it or see it. And all that we need for that is a mind that is free from any hang-ups, free from any preconceived notions, free from prejudices. The mind that is free from prejudices. Our attachment for this body and our attachment for our own ideas, our attachment to our own personality is so strong that anything that is not conducive to this body or anything that is not conducive to my personality or my ideas or my ego immediately gets rejected by me. So I have to give up that attachment first, that this body alone is all I am and this ahankara and the personality that alone I am, if I can stand back from there also. Why do I love this body so much? Why should I be so hung up on these ideas? Why should I have, why should I be, should hold on to a certain set of, I mean, you know, certain pattern of beliefs, etc. You become detached from all of this. Meaning, let the mind be there with all its belief. If I can detach myself, if I am not even attached to a belief system, etc., then I find that I can embrace anything. Because it is all these system of belief, system of likes and dislikes, all this structure, you know, that framework that is created is what excludes things from the orbit of love. I am not able to love or embrace things only because I am so committed to or so attached to my own body, my own notions, my own ego and my own framework of likes and dislikes and ideas and beliefs. All of these we have to grow out of. Wisdom means all this. Not that I retain all this junk with me, the garbage, and then expect to be wise, you know, it's not going to happen. We have to clear out all these things. That is what is meant by that the, the Rakshasas are killed one by one, you know, you'll find in Ramayana. Left and right, these are all Rakshasas inside, you know, outside they may be. But those which disturb the Yaga of the Rishis, those Daivi Sampatis, little bit that we have, they try to perform a Yaga or a Yajna, you know, a ritual in terms of studying, reading, whatever it is. And all these stupid things come. All the Marisha, Subahu, etc. they come with all flesh and filth and, and they pollute everything. Some thought comes in our mind, pollutes everything and that worship is gone or that, that Anushthanam or that performance of ritual is totally disturbed. Or one idea comes and completely disturbs my mind, sends all kinds of pollution, all kinds of filth, you know, and we have to get rid of all those rakshasas. So, all that is symbolic, that so many things are there, so Dandaka Aranya is there, our mind is like Aranya. Aranya has some beautiful things also like forest, as well as all kinds of wild animals and rakshasas and the spirits, we have to be aware of them and work with them. And then, so, Atyantam, Atyanta Priyam Brahma, that Brahman which is dearer than the dearest, which is present everywhere in anything and everything is what we can appreciate. That's called wisdom. That is called Sthita 
one who abides in this prajna or the wisdom, that Brahman alone is everything. And so everything is dear. Everything is a source of joy. Everything is uh, beautiful, you know, and everything is intelligent, whatever you want to call it. And for a wise man, spontaneously, this is his, that is where he abides. And the seeker of knowledge is one who has this in mind and is committed to this thing in life. So what is it that I am committed to in life? Is this knowledge, is discovery of this Brahman, the most beautiful, or some other mundane things? And as long as our commitment is there to all those little things, I want to become so and so, and I want this kind of recognition, whatever it is. And so long, this thing remains sidetracked, sidetracked, sidetracked. It has to come on the main track. And when I am committed, then I work with and then do whatever is necessary for my own mind in order to prepare the ground for this knowledge. <coughs> so Tasmat Sarvagadam Brahma, he says, Yatha Akhilekshire Ghritam Yavyapitvat Atma Yavapriyatvena Siddha. So Brahman alone is Atma and therefore Atma alone is Priyatvena Siddha. He is proven to be or established to be Priya or Dear. <coughs> Om Purnamada Purnamidam Purnamudachyade Purnasya Purnamadaya Purnameva Vashishyade Om Shanti 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 Shankaram Shankaracharyam Keshavam Badarayanam Sutra Bhashya Krutau Vande Bhagavanta Upanapunaha Ishvaro Guru Ratmevi Muti Bheda Vibhagine Vyoma Vadyapta Dehaya Dakshina Mutaye Namaha Om Shanti 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 Hari Om Shri